You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode, episode number 38 today. And today I want to talk about a little L word, the beautiful L word of leverage, because leverage is an amazing, amazing tool. Albert Einstein says compound interest is this eighth wonder of the world. Leverage would be the ninth wonder of the world. And especially when it comes to business growth and investing and finance, The tool of leverage is one of the most powerful tools we have in our kit. And it's one of the greatest ways that we can help someone get off the hamster wheel, you know, get out of the rat race and into a life of financial freedom. It's about using leverage and finding ways to create more leverage in their life. And that's why I love the industry of network marketing, because it allows us to create leverage and it allows the average person, you know, without huge capital investment or huge business skills or anything like that can come in and create leverage in their life, which allows them to be financially free. The challenge, of course, is that every positive, there's always going to be a kind of challenge with it as well. And our greatest strength is also our biggest potential for weakness. So we do have to look at leverage as a double-edged sword because leverage can cause problems as well. And so often, you know, especially at the moment when we're in this real stock market boom and financial boom and, you know, there, there was this huge growth. And then when COVID came along, it kind of, you know, there was that little dip, but then everything has just charged forward since then. Property markets, stock market, financial markets, all those things have charged forward. And leverage is a huge part of that. But we also need to be aware of what can happen when leverage goes wrong. So before we get into that, I mean, if we don't understand leverage, very simple explanation is sort of, you know, you think of a seesaw and in a general sort of working environment, it's kind of a seesaw of time and money. And so if you want more money, you have to have less spare time. You know, you have to give more time to your job and you have less freedom. And if you want more freedom, you want more spare time, the seesaw is going to move the other way because you just, you're not going to have as much money. You're going to have a three-day weekend or you're going to go to work part-time, which is, you know, great because you've got more freedom, but you don't have as much money coming in because you're not working as much. So leverage allows us to kind of move the seesaw and, and move the fulcrum over a little bit. So the idea of leverage is that you can do less work, but create just as much money. Or you can do the same amount of work and create more money because you're using tools of leverage. So again, I love the network marketing industry because you can grow a team of 50 people and all of a sudden 50 people are buying your products and you've got this amount of leverage. And then you can keep growing that. And if you can grow the team to 500, now you've got 10 times the leverage that you used to have. And you know, with great setups in our Facebook groups and Zooms and all that kind of stuff, we can create great leverage where we post in our Facebook group and all our customers see it and take advantage of it. And we've done you know, one or two posts in the group, four, 500 people see it and take advantage of it. That is enormous leverage. In the financial world, we think of a home loan as the simplest form of leverage. You know, you put the 10% deposit down and you get the house. Now the bank is going to keep an eye on you over the next 30 years or so, and you're going to be paying interest to them as you chip away. But essentially you don't have to save up to buy the house. 
you can use the deposit to have the house. And the saying in the property market is kind of control is better than ownership. If you put the money down, you control the house. You don't own it. The bank still owns it at the end of the day, but you control it and control is the best thing. And if you can understand how to use that leverage, you can buy more property and you can use the deposits and you can use the equity to buy more property and control more property without ever actually owning them. Okay, so that's leverage. Now, if we just sort of cycle back to the network marketing space for a minute, obviously I love the network marketing space because of the significant, amazing leverage we can create. The negative is that it can be very overwhelming for people because the more people in your team, the more responsibility. You know, the more of a, uh, you know, the more people coming to us for help, the more people messaging with questions, the more people asking for coaching and guidance and support, and your energy can be tied to more people and their ups and downs can kind of, you know, leverage out and 10x and, and that sort of group energy and group uh, momentum, essentially, and all those sorts of things, the emotions of the group can go up and down. And when you're tied to that, it can be very draining for people. It can almost be a burden for people. And you see a lot of people with a fear of success almost where they're, they're fearful of the responsibility of leadership. You know, and they never say it in those words, obviously, but the thought of leading a huge team is actually overwhelming for them and it stops them having great success, which is a shame. You know, anything that stops someone from having success to me is a shame and, and we want to work through that. So that's why having you know systems and tools and all those sorts of things allow people to create more leverage in their life without the huge time commitment. And if we have great systems and tools, then people can kind of you know create those great leverage businesses without the actual burden and overwhelm of people coming to them with questions every five minutes and their phone just blows up. So Let's move over into the stock market here, because as we say, we want to turn the leverage that we've created, we want to turn this extra income source into financial freedom. And that's why, you know, I called my business Leverage to Legacy. How do we show people how to use their leverage and then turn that into a legacy? So we're going to go from this leverage business model into creating a legacy, and we're going to move into the financial market. And this is where for most people, it's their first real introduction to kind of true leverage. You know, they get the, the, the nice, gentle introduction to leverage in, in the network marketing industry through their through the business model there. Um, but there's, you know, outside of kind of, you know, emotional overwhelm, there's not a lot of downsides. When we actually move into the investing world, this is where leverage can really go wrong. And it can take the shirts off our back if we get caught up in some of the things that are out there. So just before I get into that, I do want to recognize our subscriber of the week, so every week I like to recognize someone who's you know supported the podcast and left me a five-star review or they've shared it onto their stories or you know they've messaged and they've just given me some feedback. I'd love to hear you know what you're enjoying out of it, what topics you'd like me to talk about, all those sorts of things. So today I want to recognize Tynan Dwight Jarvis. Uh, he's been, or Jervis, sorry, I should say, uh, he's been amazing. He's been sharing the podcast up onto his stories regularly, tagging me, telling what he's learned out of each episode and stuff like that. So Tynamate, send me your address. I want to send you a little thank you gift for your support uh, and for helping me get the word out there. And yeah, if you do want to be a subscriber of the week, just tag me in the stories, you know, take a screenshot of your phone or your device right now, pop it up in your stories. I'm at Andrew James Logan and just let me know your big takeaway, your big aha moment, that light bulb, or let me know what you want me to talk about on the next episode, etc. And it really allows me to, you know, 
produce more content that you guys can really use. Now, moving into the stock market. So I think, you know, again, traditionally for people, it's sort of this, you know, mum and pup investor that you bought shares and you just kind of held them. You bought this, it was, you know, blue chip investing, bottom drawer investing. You buy blue chip stocks and you just put them in the bottom drawer of the filing cabinet and then you, you know, sell them 20, 30 years later when little Billy's going to college and you need some money. That's sort of the old school mindset of investing. Now we have a lot of other tools and for a lot of people, margin loans are the sort of, again, the first introduction into investing. And what banks will do and and, uh, brokers will do is they will margin loan you 50%. So they'll sort of look at your financial position and say, yep, you're pretty strong. You're pretty solid. You've got some houses or, you know, you've got some money in the bank. And what we will do is we'll use that as collateral. And if you want to buy $100,000 of stocks, we will lend you an extra $100,000. And now you can buy $200,000. So they're going to give you that margin loan. Now, obviously, when things are going up, that's amazing. Because if you buy a stock at $5 and it goes to 10, you've doubled your money. But if you used a margin loan and you bought twice as much stock at that price and then it doubled, you forex your money. And forexing your money is always better than doubling it, right? And that's the advantage of margin loans. The problem, of course, is what happens when the stock goes backwards. Because if the stock halves, then all of a sudden you've actually lost 2x of a half. You've lost 100%. So if you got a margin loan out to $200,000 and you bought $200,000 worth of stocks and it went back to $100,000 worth of value, that's when the bank rings you and you get a margin call. And that's when they ring you and say, hey, by the way, um, those stocks, you owe us $100,000. So you've got to sell the stocks, get the $100,000, pay the bank back, and you turned your $100,000 into zero. So you lost 100% of your money. Uh, And that's nasty. Now, thankfully, stocks don't often halve rapidly, but they can And people learnt that in the GFC. I mean, that was really one of the major Jenga pieces of the GFC was was so many people were margin loaned because the property market was just going nuts. Everyone was able to use the equity in their house to get margin loans to buy stocks. And then, you know, the stocks are going up and the houses are going up. And so they're getting more and more margin loans to buy more and more stocks. Amazing while it's all going up. But then, of course, things started to fall apart and people started to default on their loans. So all of a sudden, the value in their houses went down. So then the bank's ringing people saying, look, actually all that margin, all that equity that we were lending you off, it's not there anymore. So we need you to give us the money back. And the only way to get that money back was to sell the stocks. So what happens when everyone's selling at once? Bloodbath. You know, that's when stocks plummet. So margin loaning is the sort of first step into stocks. And it's fine if things are going up and steady, but we can get intoxicated by leverage because then we move into things like CFDs, options, and especially currencies, commodities and currencies, huge leverage. Now, obviously here, I want to just stop and just say, this is not investment advice. Like this is not you know, individual investment advice. Do not make an investment decision on anything I've said here. This is investment education that you need to go out and really investigate what you're actually getting into and what people are telling you. Because I've said it in some other calls, you know, the, there's an old stock market saying it's not as well known as some of the others, but there's a sucker in every deal. And if you can't find the sucker, it's probably because it's you. So people at the moment are offering 
ridiculous leverage, literally a hundred to one. I have seen 200 to one leverage in CFDs in some stocks from some brokers. People are offering a hundred to one leverage on cryptocurrencies. And again, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, it's not to be negative. It's just to be cautious and be incredibly cautious because a hundred to one leverage means, yes, if a stock goes up 1% or an op, you know, if you've got a currency and it moves 1% in your favor, amazing. And that can happen. You know, things can move five, 10% in a day. Something moves 10% in your day and you've got a hundred times leverage. You've made a thousand times your money. That's intoxicating. What happens if it goes 1% the other way? What happens if it goes 5% the other way? What happens if it goes 10% the other day? And especially in the volatile cryptocurrencies, we've seen them move 30, 40, 50% in a day. And not just the little upstart ones as well. We've seen them move, you know, Bitcoins had days where it's lost 30, 40, 50%. We had Titan go down the other day. Uh, Mark Cuban. You know, Mark Cuban, the the billionaire, the investor, the Shark Tank guy, owns the Dallas Mavericks, had a lot of money in a cryptocurrency that went from $60 to $0 overnight. Now, if he just had money at one-to-one, you know, he's lost all that money. And for him, it's probably, you know, it's like us losing $2 on the as we walk down the street. But imagine if he had that at leverage. Imagine if he had that at 10-to-1 leverage and he's lost 10 times the money because then his brokerage is going to ring him up. His brokerage account, they're going to ring him and say, hey, you lost a million dollars, but actually you've lost 10 million. So you're going to take the million dollars that you lose and you also owe us another $9 million on that currency trade that you made. So this is where we just need to be so, so careful. And I've talked about it in other podcasts that it's my one of my golden rules of investing is I need to be able to sleep at night. So I love to use leverage and I love to use leverage to help grow and accelerate our financial situation. And I love the leverage of the network marketing industry. And that's, you know, it was when I really discovered it and I I figured out leverage and and saw this leveraged business model. We sell residual income, but, and it's there. Residual income is there if we build it properly, but the real power is in the leverage of our business model. But the reality is when people then can start getting intoxicated into other areas and the volatility that's out there in the market at the moment, and it's fine when things are going up, but things have only got to go the smallest way backwards and people aren't just losing three, four, 5% overnight. They're losing 50%, 70%, 100% overnight in the blink of an eye. And if I have the possibility of losing 100% overnight, I can't sleep at night. I don't know about you, but I cannot go to sleep at night knowing that the little, you know, cough in the market and the little, you know, tweet from Elon Musk and something goes back five, ten percent, but I lose 150, you know, 500, a thousand percent. I can't sleep. I don't know about you. So I love leverage and I use leverage in property because property, you know, it's slower moving. You don't see the property market just ridiculously go up and down and people's rents don't just go up and down. You know, we buy property for the rental cash flow. And even if the market goes down a little bit, that's okay because of the rent still coming in. Now, if the property market lost 50% overnight, 
I think the world would be in a lot of trouble. Like we would hurt, but if for a property crash like that, you know, crazy, never, ever, 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 ever seen in the history of the world. But we've seen stocks go 50% overnight all the time. So I'm not being negative on stocks. I'm not being negative on, you know, currencies and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying be so, 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 so aware when we start looking at leverage because leverage is a very, very powerful tool in the right hands. In the wrong hands, it's, you know, it can get crazy. And there's nothing like an amateur investor that sees, you know, doesn't quite understand leverage, but sees this huge acceleration and gets excited and starts kind of doubling and tripling down their money. And then suddenly it goes back the other way and they lose everything. And they don't just lose their money, but then they lo- they got to sell the house, they got to do all these things. And we saw that, and, you know, we've seen it so, so many times. So understand leverage. Understand how you can use leverage to accelerate your financial goals. Understand where you're at at the moment and look for ways to bring more leverage into your life. You know, if you are in that entrepreneurial space and you're looking for ways to, you know, have more money with the spare time that you have, you need to look at creating more leverage in your life. But don't rush into the financial market and have yourself so overly leveraged, like leverage up to the eyeballs that the smallest little cough, you know, just the day-to-day intraday movements of the stock market crush you to pieces because that's where, I mean, that's where things go so, 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 so wrong. So not to be negative, you know, not to, not to kind of, you know, go down a negative path, but it's just the reality of what we have in our hands. And we have so many powerful tools to help us with our life and, and tools to help us move forward. But like anything, so much of the tool's power is the person holding it. And people say, you know, money is evil. Well, no, it's the person holding the money, whether it's powerful or not. You know, it's whether they do good things with the money. You know, if you want to save a forest, you know, like make a lot of money and buy the forest, do stuff like that, because there's other people who make a lot of money and chop the forest down. It's the person holding the money, the person holding the hammer. If they're skilled, they can build a beautiful home. If they're not skilled, they can pull a home down. They can put holes in your wall and damage. It's all those sorts of things. Leverage is a very, very powerful tool, but it isn't perfect. It has a double-edged and we need to understand that and we always need to be aware of that as we go. So finishing up there today, guys, as always, I really, really hope it helps. I really hope you got some better you know, financial education out of this and just helping you on your way out to financial freedom. As always, if I can ever help, don't, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Drop me a line, you know, reach out to me through my Instagram or through my Facebook. Let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. Let me know what other topics you'd like me to cover. Otherwise, guys, until the next episode, I will see you then. Hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.